Welcome everyone to the pre-Derby BFTV pod. We're here to talk about the game against uh, Southampton. Certain people are pretty unhappy about that. Let me introduce the people that I've got with me to talk about this. I'm going to start off with um, with uh, Bernard because um, uh, Bernard is uh, not a glory hunter. He didn't watch it on TV. <laughs> he went down there. Uh, Bernard, um, just tell us about how did you get down there exactly and, and what was it like getting down there? Uh, th- well, I've been three times now in 18 months, so uh, <laughs> I've done all right. But, uh, yeah, I go with the official supporters club from the Etihad. So it, it's a 40-minute drive to the Etihad from where I am. And then, obviously, it's, what, five and a half hours on the coach and then it's another five and a half hours back and another 40 minutes uh, from the Etihad home. So it was quite a long day to go all the way down. But, hey, listen, we've, we've been there before, haven't we? We've done this. I've done, done this plenty of times in the 70s, 80s, 90s and the old. So I'm not I'm not going to quibble too much. All that, all that upsets me is that we're, living, we're now living in a world where Newcastle can get further in the cup than we can. So things aren't very good, lads. Mm-hmm. We've also got uh, Ray. Ray was watching it on TV, same as me. Um, mm. uh, Ray, what was your, what were your feelings uh, going into this game? Did you think it was going to be a glorified training session where, where City would not really put put much effort into it, or were you expecting a resounding something win? Well, I was, yeah, like you said, I watched it on telly. I wasn't as uh, unlucky as the wretch Bernard. Uh, I don't mean that in a bad way. It's half to, <laughs> and all that time, you know, going down there. You must have got you must have got back home about four o'clock in the morning, Bernard, three or four o'clock. You know? Yeah, I got to, I got in at four, did me did me vlog script, so I got to bed at five, was up at nine o'clock. Yeah, so I did very well. Did very well. You know, <laughs> the least the least of obviously, you know, there's, there's no spoiler alerts with this, but at least the team could have put some effort in. For all the three thousand two hundred city fans there, they should have put a bit more effort in, you know, um and, and had a go before the game. Look, I've been saying for a few weeks, you know, maybe a bit boring or something, uh, a bit, um, people call it, ne- call it negative. But as I said, we haven't been playing that well. You know, we last few games, before the break, we talked to you guys earlier on this evening, I said, we beat United by 6-3 six, six, back in October, beginning of October. Then we put five past Copenhagen and four past Southampton, beat them 4-0. And then we suddenly stopped scoring. You know, we we had a okay ten man game against Copenhagen where we drew nil nil. We lost to Liverpool one nil. We bounced back a bit with three goals against Brighton, who had a new manager. Then we drew with Dortmund nil nil, and then we've been struggling. You know, we ended up losing to Brentford at home, another lackluster performance. You know, against a team that seemed to want it more. Or we come back after the uh, you know the World Cup break. Some of our players like Haaland have had a decent break. And uh, for me, we weren't firing again. We weren't, you know. We, we look, we beat Leeds, fantastic. We beat Liverpool in the in the League Cup, uh, but they had, they could have scored five or six goals. We could have scored ten, but they had so many chances. They scored two goals, Nunes. So I said, we're not playing that well. We roll on. We draw with a shocking Everton side who'd lost six out of seven games. The only game they hadn't lost to was was City. That one all at City. And again, we were lackluster. We didn't look like a, a well-functioning, well-oiled team. Uh, we beat Chelsea 1-0 at their place. Weren't brilliant. We spanked them 4-0 in the FA Cup, but they were horrible. And actually, that 4-0 was when I think we, we dropped Haaland and um, 
KDB, you put them on the bench for a rest. <clears throat> we haven't been playing that well. So Southampton come along. They're bottom of the league. Um, they've got, I think, they've, was it nine games this season? They've won one at home. They've hardly scored any goals. City are the, one of the few sides that can play other teams back into form. Let them get some form and do us. And it, it's just, I was a bit nervous. But look, we've got great players. We've got the, you know, the manager has said it in his press conference today. He's, you know, two great managers uh, for the derby. Uh, so he's obviously talking about himself and Ted Hag. So he's telling us he's a great manager. But there's always that little something. It's not just typical City. It has been a bit of a downer for me uh, in the last uh, six or seven, eight games. Um, Bernard, we're just going to go through the, the lineups, and I've got a couple of questions for you. Um, so, um, very, very quickly, the Southampton lineup. Uh, Gavin Bazunu, who was uh, a Manchester City player not so long ago. Ginepo uh, Lianco, never heard of them. Khaled Carr, never heard of him. Salisu, never heard of him. Walker Peters. <clears throat> the only reason people know about him is that he kind of sounds like Kyle Walker. Diallo. Uh, Lavia, I'm assuming that's not the uh, Romeo Lavio that used to play for Man City, but you'll put me right it's, on that one. It's, 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 it is our Lavia. It is the guy, yeah. It, it, it is, okay. Ward Prowse, according to Pep, the greatest striker of a free kick in world football. <laughs> but you know what Pep's like with that hyperbole. Uh, Mara Armstrong, um, I'm assuming that's not... Um, the Armstrong that played um, for Argentina in Alan the Am. World Cup. Right. Uh, but uh, going through their subs very quickly, a whole bunch of people that um, you probably have never heard of, like Peru, Finnegan, El Yonusi. Um, Samuel Adozi used to play for City, right? Yeah. Um, Aribo Orsic, Che Adams, who scored a cracking goal against us a couple of seasons ago. Morgan... Uh, Caballero, uh, Bernardo. That's not um, that's not Willie really. Caballero, is it? Uh, I'm not sure, Ray. I don't, I don't think so. I, I didn't see him anywhere. I didn't, I didn't notice him. Yeah, <laughs> all, all, on the bench there, substitute goalkeeper was somebody called Caballero. I'm just wondering where yeah, it, it was. Could be, it could be. Uh, I have no idea where he went after he went. You know, he went to uh, was it Chelsea? He went to. Yeah, big Willie was at Chelsea. I thought. Um... I'm trying to remember now. I mean, look, Southampton do take quite a few of our players. They've taken um, quite a few. I'm trying to remember the goal. Uh, uh, gun, they took gun from us, didn't they? So they've taken quite yeah. a few of our players. Angus Gunn, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, well, yeah, one or two familiar names, but largely um, a collection of uh, hardworking um, people that you've probably never heard of. All right, but, yeah, but he, yes, it is. It is Willie Caballero. I've just checked on uh, on Google. Yes, it is Willie Caballero. Well, there you go. There you go, guys. You know who who gave us a couple of cup wins with his um with his great penalty saves. But um, for, for, forty-one years old. That's not bad, is it? Forty-one years old. Oh, he's a youngster. He's a youngster. Let's uh, let's get into the Man City uh, lineup and. Uh, we're going to start in the traditional way by asking Bernard about this. So, uh, first of all, we had Stefan Ortega in goal. Cancelo brought in from the cold. Kyle Walker in central defence. 
Laporte, Sergio Gomez, and uh, all of the goodwill that Sergio Gomez had uh, built up for this game disappeared. <laughs> Calvin Phillips, who, who uh, didn't look like he should be on a pitch at all, obviously not fit. Gundogan, Foden, that a lot of people are happy about. Uh, Palmer, there's quite a lot of cheerleading for him too. Alvarez, people are excited about leading the line. Uh, Grealish on the bench. Ederson, Nathan Ake, Holland, Rodri, De Bruyne, uh, Bernardo, Akanji, Mares, and Lewis. Quite a lot of big names on the bench. Uh, Bernard, uh, two questions for you. Number one, how many did you get get right? Number two, was Pep taking this game uh, more seriously than an, an advanced training session? Yeah, I got eight. I thought it was quite good. Uh, not bad at all. Obviously, uh, uh, Stones was the problem, but uh, Stones wasn't fit, was he? So he wouldn't be available anyway for this one. We, we don't know why he's injured. I mean, I have no idea what's happened to him again. It's it's not good, is it? But it's the bench that interested me, if you look at the bench, because obviously he kept Lewis on the bench. Now, uh, that tells me he's playing him against United on that basis. But, I mean, I was very surprised Lewis didn't play against Southampton. I thought he was a shoo-in to play because I didn't expect him to play against United. I still don't, but why the hell did Pep put him on the bench? I, I, I just don't know. That's a bit of a crazy <laughs> one. But the other guys on the bench are definitely starting against United, aren't they? Edison, Aki Haaland, Rodri, De Bruyne, Bernardo, Akanji and Mahrez. So, yeah, it's an odd one with Lewis. We'll have to see tomorrow, won't we? Perhaps that's one of Pep's ridiculous lineups. But... Uh, I did say, I did say on uh, obviously we had a little chat before. I just think having two cup games one after the other, I think, it, I think it threw a wobbler to Pep. I don't, I'm not quite sure he knew what to do uh, for resting players. I think if we just had one, it would have been a lot easier. But now you've got <coughs> players who've not played a full game for a couple of games now, and they're expected to come out and do the business against United, and you know they've not played for uh, ten days or something like that. So. It is a little bit of a worry, but yeah, I just didn't think the team was that bad. But obviously, everyone who could have a stinker did have a stinker, and that was the problem on the night. Uh, Ray, just over to you. Um, what was kind of interesting for me was the inclusion of Cancelo um, uh, instead of um, Rico Lewis. And um, where was uh, he playing? What, what position was Cancelo playing in? I have no idea. Well, he, he must have been um, right. Right back, marauding forward. Middle, I'd say. In the middle, to the right, they're sort of diagonal. I, I have no idea where he was supposed to be. Well, the 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 reason I'm asking Ray this question is that there have been a number of reports in the media suggesting that clubs in Spain, Italy, and Germany are going to be in for Cancelo in the summer. Um, Ray, is that someone that you would be sad to see leave? Um, not particularly. You know, no, to be honest, I look at his time at City and I think he's flattered to deceive. You know, people look at what he does going forwards. You know, people look at his crosses with the outside of his boot. Well, you know, whoopee da. Um, you know, I, I'm more focused on um, how poor a defender he is as well. That's uh, a bit has a big impact. You know, he got, um, I'm trying to remember the game that he got. Liverpool, look at his defending against Liverpool. Horrible. You know, he, mm -hmm. didn't he get himself sent off in a game as well? He's been pretty poor at the back. So 
I look at uh, the overall. I'm not just looking at the attacking prowess and say, wow, yeah, he's great going forwards and, and, and everything else. I look at um, a more holistic picture. I look at everything. And I'm sorry, I want my defender to be able to defend. And and I can t- you can turn around and say, you know, having Nathan Aki as a as a left back doesn't give you that this, that same versatility and um, going forwards that Cancelo offers, and even in um, Gomez a little bit. But I want the I want my defender to defend. I want him to be able to do a decent job at the back and not make silly mistakes. Now. The goal against Liverpool showed me that Kincello wasn't that bothered. It, to, to throw yourself in, that's, the, that's the, the coward's way out, what he did. you know, He should have held up Salah. That's the right play. And it was the coward's way out to throw yourself into uh, a ball that you were not going to win and uh, leave Salah scot-free to go and score. So I think he makes too many mistakes for me. I forget about all his greats. <coughs> yes, he's got a great shot. But people only remember, want to talk about the ones that go in or that go close or the goal that yeah, make a great yeah. save. They don't no. talk about, you know, two or three shots a game that go, you know, miles wide. So, yeah, if, if he goes, let him go. I want a proper left back. Let me ask uh, Bernard uh, to refresh my memory here. I think um, when we bought Cancelo, the total size of the fee was about 60 million. Who was the one that we let go in the other Didn't direction? Danilo. Danilo. And Danilo has yeah. been uh, has apparently been doing pr- pretty well. Um, well looking... Cancelo was bought as a right-back anyway, wasn't he? He wasn't bought as a left-back, yeah. was he? Bought, bought as a right-back, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Would you have Danilo back and, uh, re- and replace yeah, him not. with Cancelo? No, he wouldn't, he wouldn't pay his rates. He's a terrible, terrible man. Mm. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh, there's a pretty harsh criticism here, guys. No, I like that. Actually, Danilo or Danilo or Danilo. Hey, listen, he's still playing international football. He's still getting to World Cup finals. All credit to the bloke. I've nothing, nothing against him at all. He's certainly not, not any really, not much worse than what we've got now. So uh, I'm not going to have a go at him. Ray, pop quiz question: Who is the City reject who who is still getting to World Cup finals? Do you remember him? For who? Who did he get to? For 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 Argentina playing for City, we let him go a couple of years. Otamendi. Ago. Otamendi, he's a World Cup winner, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Can't you, you never take that away from him? All right. Okay, guys, those were those, those were the lineups. So let let let's get into it a little bit. Okay. So we have the Southampton brass band marching in there before kickoff. I don't know if um. If uh, Bernard remembers that, um... oh, we have. Well, I've seen it three times over the last eighteen months. I'm a bit fed uh, up with it. All. How the Southampton fans put up with it, I have no idea. Yeah, I've just got to correct myself here. I I said that Bernard hadn't been uh, down to Southampton that many times. I think what I was trying to say was that it, it had been a while it hadn't since. Hadn't but... been. All of a sudden, I've been three times in eighteen months. That was what, what he chose. What... Yeah. <laughs> what, what I was trying to say, it's been a while since uh, Bernard yeah. has been to the yeah. to the to the Dell, but of course yeah. the Dell hasn't existed in a long time. Um, two thousand two thousand and one, I think they moved to uh, St Mary's. Right, you've obviously been to St Mary's um, uh, a few times then. Okay, so anyway, into this game, City <clears throat> make four changes to that four uh, four nil route of of Chelsea. Of course, in comes Cancelo, Gundogan, Grealish. 
and uh, Calvin Phillips. That was a um, a strange uh, uh, placement, I thought, especially as we watched him. And Pep obviously accused Phillips of uh, carrying too much timber. Kind of looked that way to me, uh, anyway, in the first half. Uh, the people who were left out were Rodri, Akanji, Bernardo Silva and Riyad Mahrez, guys, going into this first half. There were, I was quite surprised on Twitter. We There were quite a few uh, people expecting um, the, uh, the, the route to give us a, a huge, you know, psychological advantage going into the game against Manchester United. Didn't really happen that way. Uh, Ray, what did you think about the way City opened up? We were lacklustre. I think that's a polite way of looking at it. You know, we were giving the ball away quite a lot. It was a messy formation. I can't believe, you know, Pep having Walker at centre-back. I don't understand that. I really, really don't. He looked well out of place. And... Look, the first 10, 15 minutes was important to what was going to happen the rest of the game, basically. We were awful. We were awful all over the pitch. Um, You know, the guys up front weren't getting any of the ball. You know, we had Cole Palmer trying to do his stuff. He couldn't do anything. He weren't getting the ball. Foden, uh, you know. um, And we were just on... It fell far too often on the back foot. uh, and, And Southampton to their credit, put us under pressure, pressed us hard, and worked blooming hard. And I think that was one of the big key factors for me. They worked, in my opinion, much, much harder than than, than City did. And I think we look at that as, you know, with great disappointment because the minimum you've got to do is match the other team for effort and work rate uh, and, and desire. And I just don't think it was there. Doesn't... <laughs> Doesn't Ray sound exactly like uh, Gary Neville um, when he says that you've got to match them at least for effort and commitment? Uh, Bernard, uh, just before the game, Nathan Jones, their manager, Southampton's manager, talking to Sky, he adopts the typical uh, linguistic stance. It's the best team in the world. It will be a really <laughs> tough challenge, but we'll 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 kind of do our best, you know, guys. Mm. Um, that's pretty much what, what any manager would do in that situation, I guess. Well, absolutely. I mean, I've heard this crap from, and it is crap from managers for a while now, uh, uh, you know, smoking, uh, blowing smoke up City's ass, saying we're the best team in the world. We've not been the best. We've not been the best team in the world for a, certainly not this season and probably a lot of that parts of last season. So they're saying that to cover themselves. So when they do beat us like Southampton, it's a miracle job. <laughs> If we, if we managed to beat them, obviously it was expected because we're the best team in the world. I've never heard so much garbage in all my life. I mean, that start, that game, that you think about the game, I remember what Ray was saying a couple of shows ago about uh, Grealish. And there was one where he got through quite... Gundo had a feeble effort again where he, he just... Oh, I don't know what... I think he just placed it wide. It was just a horrible horrible effort from Gundogan. He had a great chance. Uh, and that was it was pitiful. But Ray was mentioning Grealish a, a couple of weeks ago, I think, about th- two or three weeks ago. And he got through, he got closed down, but rather than hold the ball and wait for someone to pass, 
he shot knowing full well that the defender was going to block it. And Ray pointed this out uh, three weeks ago, and that's what he does. What, what, what is the use of that? What is the use of just smacking it at the player, knowing, all right, we got a corner from it? You know, but but we had a chance. He could have held on to it and found, hopefully, found a City player. It it was just awful. And so that was that was a. a uh, attacking the first half, literally those two chances, Gundogan had that chance uh, and Grealish smacked one against the defender I don't remember any other chance whatsoever in that first half Oh my gosh, like there's Bernard giving, giving some shade to to the the, uh, the golden calf that won us the league that last season, but yeah I think he's I think he's right Ray. For me, the golden calf's playing like a heifer No <laughs> Okay, nice touch. Well, there was a moment moment in that first half um, where Grealish, I'm sure it was Grealish, tried this flick. He tried a, 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 I can't remember whether it was a back heel or a flick or something. Okay, it's one of those things. If it comes off, it takes two Southampton players out of the game and he goes to another City player. We're in a dangerous position. But you know what? It didn't come off. And those two Southampton players charged into City's half with the ball and we had our players left um, uh, hung out to dry. And, and I think this was at 2-0 down. It's like, what the hell are you playing at? You know, we're already struggling in this game. You've got to get back, as um, uh, Fabian Delph would say, to playing the basics of football. You're losing 2-0. You don't take stupid risk. You can try and consolidate and try and work yourself back into the game. You don't throw it away like that. And, you know, it was a... It was like it was a couldn't care attitude from too many of the players. I see it from Cancelo. His heart's not in it for me. Grealish and some others, they're taking it easy. Calvin Phillips, I mean, <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, when Pep said he'd come back a few kilos heavy, he must have come back like a beach whale because he played like one, you know, giving the ball away. I think he gave the ball away for the first goal. It was disgusting that. You know, and I, I was telling you guys earlier, I've been sick yesterday, but I'd have put more effort in than some some of those players. And that, don't tell me that's disrespecting them because they've disrespected us as the fans. But the effort that they put in, I just don't think, as Pep said, as well and as Gunduan has said, that complacency kind of does step in. We've won four out of the last five league titles, two on the bounce twice. Yes, there can be a drop-off that season when Liverpool jammies... Uh, so and so's, you know, got fluked their way to the title by about 17, 18 points. We were well off the pace. We were a team that scored 100, got 100 points and then 99 points or whatever. And then we dropped down to about 81 or 82. So we dropped off the pace then. And it's it feels like it's happening again. There's people who are not putting the required effort in. It's like they've done it. They, they put the feet up. They've got the, uh, you know, the, the carpet slippers on. Uh, they've got the dressing gown on, they're smoking the pipe and trying to stroll through games. And if you drop off just by a 2 or 3%, games like this can bite you in the ass, And it did. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, uh, guys, uh, you, you have to be aware that uh, Calvin Phillips is um, it could be in trouble with Pep because, as you know, as everyone knows, the greatest ever attacking a uh, player that ever played for Man City, Samir Nasri, as you know. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding you guys. I'm kidding you guys. I'm just... Um, Tell you I'm, what, mate, you'd spoon with Samir Nasri if you got the chance. <laughs> well, he came, ba- <laughs> he came back a few kilos overweight and and uh, uh, you remember that Pep 
Pep had him running, running round the, running round the yes. ground like every day. Sami Nasri came back. His belly was in a different pulse go to the rest of his body. Well, I think that you're referring to the pictures that were seen of him after his city career was over. He wasn't. It wasn't quite that bad. But um, <laughs> uh, well, one thing, Bernard, that made me laugh a lot um, was the Guardian's description of the two teams as they came out onto the pitch and and. They're talking about Southampton in their inverted rank Xerox shirts from the 1980s, <laughs> while Ma Manchester City, this is funny, while Manchester City are wearing their third choice Stabilo Boss highlighter green kits. Um, uh, uh, Ray, do you have that kit in your collection? The highlighter green I kit? Buy, I didn't buy any kits this season. I wasn't that taken with them. Uh, I mean, actually, City have just released the the kit to commemorate the Chinese New Year. So, I mean, how many kits are they going to produce this season? Uh, you know, there'll be one for Eid. Uh, there'll be one for you know, <laughs> there'll be one for Dog's birthday. Um, I mean, how many kits are they? Gonna, that's already at least four kits. It's it's a crazy situation. And no, I haven't got the kit. And I, what I don't understand is why couldn't we play it in blue? I mean, we played against Chelsea the other week. We played in, in, in sky blue. They played in dark blue. Why couldn't we play in blue against Southampton? I'm sure if we played in blue, we'd have won. Well, guys, let's go over to Bernard for the first goal. It happened on the 23rd minute, and it wasn't City that scored it. It was Southampton. And uh, described by all and sundry as a sensational goal. Uh, apparently, um, uh, Stefan or or Ortega comes out of his box, heads clear. The ball drops to uh, Ward-Prowse. That's uh, Pep's favourite free-kick taker. He thinks about taking a shot, but uh, loses the ball. And then Calvin Phillips attend, ad attempts to break away, but is robbed um, by Southampton. Rob. And uh, what happened Rob. next? Uh, what happened next? He just passed it to the guy, didn't he? He wasn't robbed. He just passed it to the Southampton player. And, and what happened from there, Bernard? Yeah, well, it was. It didn't take long, mate, did it? Literally, he went went on a run for ten yards. We had about six defenders back. Uh, it was a simple pass through. Uh, Walker was absolutely nowhere. The, is it Mara? Once it was behind him, Walker didn't see him. He snuck in behind him like we've seen Harland do a few times this season. I mean, Harland's a bigger lad. You probably notice him a bit more than Mara, but snuck in behind and it's in the net. And Ortega had no flipping chance. Just just crash bang wallop, and it it was there. There was no messing about. No no fancy stuff. Uh, it's it's one nil and it's a, it's an uphill struggle for uh, this mighty Blues team. Interesting stat here, uh, Ray. Don't know what you think about it, but uh, Manchester City have conceded first on six previous occasions this season. Mm. However, however, they've gone on to win three and lose the other three. So it was kind of like you know, fifty fifty. Um, were you expecting a stronger response than we got? Too damn right. Too damn right. You know, this look, this is a quality City squad. And it was a still a pretty, you know, the, the personnel on the pitch were cracking players. Absolutely cracking players. You know, yes, there are some new to the club and, and young players like uh, Palmer and Alvarez and whatever. Alvarez is a World Cup winner, by the way. Um, I think we'll mention that every single time I mention his name 
um, for the rest of the season. It'll be like, hey, do you know Jude Bellingham, 17 years old? You know, do you know Dave Whelan broke his leg in an FA Cup final? It'll be one of those things. Alvarez is a World Cup winner. He might only be 22, but he should have, you know, everybody should have, uh, as I said earlier, they should have regrouped and, and, and sorted it out. And Pep should have sorted it out because we were, we were shambolic. I mean, in my opinion, we were we were not good at all. And we were being bullied by Southampton as well. So something for me was obviously very, very wrong. Um, and yes, you did expect a, a, some response. I didn't expect it to get worse. <laughs> which, um, which happened, Bernard, five minutes later. Now, as a former goalkeeper, I'm going to be interested in, in your uh, reaction to this. Everyone, everyone and his uncle and auntie is um, is blaming this on Ortega because this is this starts off with Cole Palmer taking a shot, uh, the the ball kind of ricochets, and uh, then this player that I've never heard of before, but maybe you guys might have, uh, Jen April. So I actually watched him the other day, and uh, I think he's Pinocchio's dad, isn't he, Jen Apple? Something like that. Anyway, uh, I think. Uh, <laughs> and, and, and then and here's the thing, Bernard. He's then allowed to, like, stride like Sebastian yeah. Coe down the inside left channel. I'm not going to blame Ortega particularly. Yes, he was absolutely useless, but there's about six City players yeah. all around somewhere just watching him, just saying, come on through, guy. You know, he just do, oh, you know, have a pop, have a, have a go. And then Ortega obviously was too, you know, Edison was probably been positioned in a similar place that Ortega was. So uh, I'm not, you know, yes, he was a bit dodgy on it. Of course he was. I'm not going to defend him, but bloody hell, there was six City players between between him and, and Gineppo, you know, and obviously we let this... I don't know, having a, a lion and his son having a, his nose growing. I mean, it's as though they didn't want to go anywhere near him and he, he just let fly. And why not? Why not have a go uh, if, if players are falling off you? Let's well, have a go. And, uh, it's a cracking cracking goal, brilliant goal. Well, well Ray, let's let's um, uh, read how the 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 mainstream uh, press reported it. They said that Gineppo spotted, um, spotted Ortega dossing around in no man's land. <laughs> and curled it and curled an exquisite shot over the out of position keeper and into the top right. They were determined to pin this on Stefan Ortega. What did you think? Well, I think he was probably a little bit further forward than he should have been at that moment. But I think he was also entitled to uh City's midfield and defense having a go at the, the, the fellow running through. You know, as Bernard said, we had so many players there, and it's just like you know, they said, Hey, come on, mate. You know, we, we'll go the we'll look, we'll look the other way. Uh, you know, uh, come through our midfield and defence and have a pop and see what you can do, mate. You know, it was like they were, te- you know, uh, taunting him and challenging him to have a shot. And it, it, it was shambolic defending. It was abysmal. It was terrible. You, you know, you don't. It was a tough old game. But you don't expect to see defending like that. And, you know, once you've seen that, you've seen everything. It's just a, a terrible half of football. I said it at the time, it's probably one of the worst halves of football I've seen from City in a long, long time. Bernard, 30 minutes in, or 30-odd minutes in, City are 2-0 uh, down and reeling. And uh, Guardiola didn't look uh, very happy at all. It was a great goal from Gineppo. Uh, all, you know, all kidding aside, uh, and uh, and things like that. But uh, how were you feeling at that point, Bernard? 
Well, you, I mean, you're sort of not giving up because it's City, and you know we know with City we can we can score two or three goals in five minutes. Uh, you know, we've done it before, we can do it again. So we haven't given up. I mean, obviously the fans went a little bit quiet. Uh, all credit to the Southampton fans. They didn't sell out by any means. I think the crowd was about 22,000. So it's a bit disappointing that a few more Southampton fans, I was chatting to a couple in the pub and a lot of people weren't going to that one because they were just assuming they were going to get absolutely hammered. So obviously that shows, but, you know, would have been nice for them to turn out a little bit better. But, you know, the Southampton fans were cock-a-hoop and uh, all credit to them. But I hadn't, say, it was a, there was a half to go and I, I hadn't given up at 2-0 but uh, of course as it got uh, longer and longer I was, I was quickly was uh, going to give up but at half time 2-0 down yes we're deflated but hey this is City this is the cha- This is the greatest team in the world as Nathan Jones has told us so uh, we're going to come back aren't we obviously Well Ray it's interesting though we got to we'll talk about this a little bit later because it did continue but by half time, young Gavin Bazunu, who we sold to uh, Southampton, presumably, um, he hadn't, he had, he didn't have a thing to do in that first half, did he? Did you, did we have any shots on target in the whole game? Uh, no, 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 none. For the, per, for the first time in about ten years. Yeah, so he had nothing to do. We did sell him. We, you know, we made good money on it on him, um, selling him. So yeah, he, he, look. The kid, the kid did all he had to do, which wasn't that much in this game. It's uh, an, an endowment on City and, and you know what we offered. And as I've said, what we've offered in the last few games hasn't been good enough. Um, and slow build up, you know, didn't give our attacking three any chance whatsoever in that game. Any chance. We never really got our foot on the ball in the opposition's third. Uh, and... And, and control the game. You know, you, we might have had a lot of, you could turn around and say we had a lot of possession and a lot of passes and a lot of deep, what looks like a decent pass completion. But, you know, there was not a lot going on in the attacking third. Uh, and like you said, Bazuno had not really had night to do. Dora, this was interesting, especially interesting for me, given what we've talked about in previous spots. Going into the second half, Southampton didn't make any changes. They were like uh, Pep style. But Pep did make changes. Off comes Cole Palmer, Sergio Gomez and Kyle Walker. And uh, on comes uh, uh, KDB, Ake and Akanje. Now, did you see any particular difference? We did, yeah, uh, absolutely. Because within, within a minute of uh, KDB coming on, he put a fantastic ball through to Mr. Al- our World Cup winner, Alvarez, as Ray keeps telling us, the guy who's won the World Cup. And to be honest with you, he should have done a little bit better, yet it passed, uh, it's it wide of the far post, so still not a shot on target because we didn't get any. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that was in, that was a, within a, a minute or two of him coming on and starting. So that looked good. That, that looked better. I thought, all right, we're in with a chance here. Uh, KDB's on and uh, Alvarez is, is having a go and the next chance he'll, he'll put it in. So, yes, I did see a difference. I just, I just want to make a little comment. I know, I know we could have played 60 minutes injury time in this game and still not scored, let's be honest about it. But what annoys me, I and mean, we talk about the World Cup and the added time, I mean, 
Southampton scored two goals. He must have spent two minutes celebrating each of those goals. There was other stoppages in that first half, and we had one-minute injury time. So, I mean, that just did rile me a little bit while I was there, although in, in hindsight, say we could have played for another hour and it wouldn't have made any difference. But uh, So that did annoy me a little bit. But, yes, it did make a difference initially, and then it sort of went flat again after after that chance. Uh, uh, few and far between, even until Haaland came on after 57 minutes. So... I did laugh at the City Twitter feed because I was I was looking back at that when I was looking back at my match report. And uh, on 62 minutes, they said City were fighting for a way back into the game. And I thought, oh, well, if that's fighting, we, we may as well give up. Uh, Ray, that was really funny what, um, what Bernard said there because it was true. After both of those goals, uh, the celebrations went on <laughs> for a long time, a long time. And yeah, it's, a little, it's a little bit like, you know, OK, we're not going to begrudge them that. But I mean, I think there's got to be a line where the referee restarts the game inside at least like a minute. I mean, these guys were going crazy like they'd won the World Cup. Uh, uh, yeah, but look, I mean, <sighs> actually, it was better for us because it took time out of the game. If he's not adding it on, it took time out of the game that we didn't we didn't want more time in that game. Look, okay, Southampton don't score many goals in the league. They've scored fifteen goals all season, all season. Let them enjoy it. Let let them enjoy it. You know, and and you know, give look could have given us another hour. We still wouldn't have scored. So I don't think it made. You know, in this game, it didn't make any difference. Principle. Yeah. We're just taking the principle, Ray. The principle of the match. Oh, sorry. Oh, the principle. Three minutes celebrating tomorrow. We only get one minute added time. I'll be a bit, a bit miffed. <laughs> yeah. Now, listeners, we are, we are, we are not, we're not being that serious here. We're taking the piss out of ourselves because, you know, if, if teams score against us, then they're entitled to celebrate. Maybe not for two minutes, but anyway, uh, Bernard. So after that moment when Alvarez did his. Um, his best impression of Darwin Nunez uh, at Liverpool by by sticking that past the post. Um, what I saw, at least how I interpreted, was just like complete possession domination from then on, but couldn't get anywhere near uh, to scoring a goal. Is that how you saw it too? Yeah, I mean, if you think about it, the only other real chance we had was on 78 minutes, and that was when uh, Gundogan came alive and put a ball through. And uh, unfortunately, it wasn't Ireland in the middle, it was Alvarez. He couldn't stretch his legs long enough, and it just bobbled to the keep. And I'll be honest with you, that was it. I don't, there was nothing else at all for City on target in that last third, and, and that was pretty, pretty pathetic. Mm-hmm. Ray KDB was trying things. He was trying a lot of things, but none none of them uh, seemed to come off. And and some people were saying, kind of summarizes his season so far. Um, but I don't know Mike, what you think about that. Very early on in that second half, didn't he put a ball through to Alvarez? Yeah, um, yeah, that's what we just talked about a minute ago. About that. So that was that ball to Alvarez. If Alvarez scores. I mean, it was a good. It was a good pass, very good pass from KDB. If Alvarez scores, we're talking about the genius that is KDB, aren't we? Yeah. So mm-hmm. you know, it's it's little things like that. Um, the thing for me, I've said it about KDB for a while. He's he's not the same player that he was, let's say three, four, five years ago. He's still 
produces incredible moments that only you know top draw players can produce. But I don't think he controls uh, games the way he used to four or five years ago. He was a, a beast of a player. He's still now a you know world class player, still plays at a good level, but it's not the same. And you know, it, football just because we are miles better than somebody else. If everybody's playing well, we're miles better. But if a few players drop off, even a little bit, then suddenly, you know, the collective uh, unit becomes weaker and the opposition gets a better opportunity. So people like KDB have to have a better stranglehold and control of the game. Um, So he was, for me, in and out. Um, You know, I don't know what it was, but, you know, obviously Pep put the players on. Was it a bit of desperation? Was it a bit of embarrassment? Uh, was it a bit of pretense that, hey, we actually do want to win this game? But I think he'd already <laughs> said that Haaland and KDB would get some minutes in this game. Uh, um, um, so, you know, I don't think he was expecting as many minutes uh, as he actually got. Well, guys, just to um, to sympathise a little bit uh, with the City players, I do want to point out at this point that myself and, um, and Ray and Bernard, we, we are not the athletes that we used to be five or six years ago too. Um, but um, anyway, um, an exchange of substitutions here, Bernard. So um, 61 minutes, um, uh, Southampton made a double change, like Mara and Lavia came off for uh, Shea Adams and uh, El Yunusi. The one that was interesting for me, of course, was uh, a couple of minutes later, uh, Kyle, uh, sorry, Calvin Phillips, uh, making way for uh, Rodri. Let's talk, uh, Bernard, a little bit about Calvin Phillips. Um, I I don't know, Bernard. I have a little bit of sympathy with a growing number of uh, uh, Twitterzins. That means uh, citizens on Twitter are thinking, why did we why did we buy this guy? Because you're you you you're looking for um, a stand-in for Rodri. And this guy is a kind of a young and up-and-comer. And he's a one-trick pony because that's the only position that he can play in. And if Rodri is on it, which he is like 95% of the time, you're going to be on the bench and you're going to get fat. What do you think? Well, he's English for a start, which uh, is fairly important, I suppose, at the end of the day. But uh, there's a quite a good uh, DM playing for Southampton, wasn't there, called uh, Lavia, who... Uh, Obviously, we let go. Perhaps it may have been a little bit better in hindsight to have uh, kept that young lad. But the thing with Phillips is, I mean, let's let's face it, you've asked him to start a game there with uh, players around him that just aren't performing. It's going to be really difficult, and uh, it's a bit unfair to sort of judge him on, on that game. I've seen little snippets of him that are OK, but... Yeah, I mean, it's his first season. He's hardly played any minutes. He's been injured half the season. So you've got to give it, as, as we tend to say for a lot of players these days, uh, we've just got to give him time and hopefully he, he sort of has a, an injury-free run, but uh, there's no guarantee we, we might have got another glass legs, uh, glass leg player here. I, I don't, I'm not too sure, but uh, yeah, a bit unfair on Phillips, but as I say, uh, it is a bit odd. It is a bit odd, but Rod, Rodri will be playing plenty more games this season, that's for sure. Let's just hope he keeps fit. Question to Ray. Ray, was this one of the worst career decisions of all time? Calvin Phillips, a young, um, 
up-and-coming defensive midfielder going to Man City to be effectively a stand-in for Rodri, who's like about 20 times better. Uh, was that <laughs> a bad... Or was he badly advised by his agent, Ray? Doubt it. Look, you look at it and say, is he going to win something at City in the next two or three years if he stays? Yeah, probably is. Would he have won anything at Leeds? Uh, no, he wouldn't. Simple as that. So he's going to win something. Is he going to get paid more money? Yes, he is. If he backs himself, maybe he can tell himself, I can compete with Rodley. If he trusts, you know, if he has the belief in his own ability, maybe he thinks he can compete with Rodri for that first team spot, you know. But looking at him, albeit, you know, he's not played that much. He's he, he's looked horrendous. I've always said, uh, you know me, guys, you've got to have at least a season under Pep uh, and in Jack Grealish's just case, maybe two seasons before we can see what you can really do. So you've got to give Calvin Phillips the time. But um, it's right now it's not looking uh, too, too good. Um, but look, you know, for all the reasons I said, offered my money, going to win trophies. If he thinks he can challenge Roderick, maybe get number one berth, play lots of games, maybe that gets him into the England squad. Uh, or give him a, you know on a regular basis. Um, so I can I can see the reasons and the uh, you know the draw of, of Manchester City. You know we're one of the biggest clubs in the world right now. Mm-hmm. Well, with the game against Man United uh, coming up, Bernard, let's uh, talk briefly about the contribution of Erling Haaland. Was there a contribution, or are you going to no. stick with are, are you going to stick with your line that he's a big lummox? Well, yeah, he was a bit. He was a big lummox the other night. It was just, he's just like having, having a, uh, it, well, not having me in the middle. Let's let's not be honest about it. But it, it, we're not creating things for him and getting things into that box, etc. Which we didn't do all night. As I said, Alvarez had a couple of the only two half chances we had. Perhaps fell to Alvarez and that Gundo chance early on. Uh, you're not going to supply Ireland. What's the point? What's the point of having him? We know what he's good at. We know he's, get, he's in that box. That's where you want to get the ball into him. Uh, at least we didn't start playing pointless uh, crosses uh, until about the last couple of minutes. Uh, so we could have started about 20 minutes to go, but uh, as soon as he came on, we didn't do that, which might have been a good idea, actually, in, in hindsight. Yeah, he, he looks like a big lummox because he just wasn't getting the service. We know we know his quality, but he he tried hard, and that's the trouble. Sometimes I think we, we've hit on it before. Sometimes our players, if if it's not quite right, they try a little bit too hard, and it, it just sort of doesn't improve very much. And I don't think anyone, even even Pelly in his pomp when he was, uh, you know, wouldn't have wouldn't have improved that team coming on for the last half hour because we just weren't creating anything against Southampton. All credit to Southampton. And, uh, uh, on a wet, miserable night, which is what it was. They were up for it and we weren't. Well, Ray, the, the game did fizzle out. I mean, I did note that Phil Foden uh, kept trying um, right until the end, they, and but I, nothing that he tried uh, worked out. Uh, everything that City did was uh, smothered. Uh, Holland was uh, isolated. And it's a question of whether you now think that he was so frustrated that he is going to take it out on United uh, tomorrow. Um, I, 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 I interpret that um, that noise you made, Ray, as a sign of cynicism about that point. Well, no, look, look, Foden <laughs> hasn't improved 
um, the way we I think we thought and hoped he would. You know, he's supposed to be the best, uh, one of the best ever players under Pep, especially for his age. But he's been in and out of the side. Having said that, he still scored a fairly decent number of goals. He's had a good contribution to the side. If Pep give him a, a longer run, maybe he'd do even better. Um, one good thing is he's a City fan. He, he, you know, he bleeds blue, like like you two guys. And you know, he bleeds blue, so he's gonna given the chance. He's gonna give it everything against United. You know. Uh, he's going to give it his all because he's not just... Look, I like the, the thing where the players aren't just playing for the team, they're playing for the fans. And I certainly think Phil Foden is playing for the fans as well as the team as himself. I'm not sure about Cole Palmer as much, but he's, he seems to be playing for himself. Um, but I, th- I think Foden, given the opportunity tomorrow, he'll go out and stick it to United. Well, we hope he does. There's, a, there's this eternal... Uh, dilemma this season that Pep seems to have about whether to play Foden or, or Grealish out there. But let's, um, let's, let's have a little, a little bit of fun with Bernard and say, Bernard, um, at the end of the game on Sky, they named the player of the match. Who do you think it was? Well, it wasn't. A, it, I assume it wasn't a City player. I'm not going to help you. <laughs> I'm just going to say I don't, it's not going to be a City player surely so I mean he's got someone like Gineppo I suppose uh, you know uh, I can't I can't inv- I, I literally went to the tunnel as soon as that referee blew his whistle I was I was straight to the bog and straight back to the coach that was that was. I wasn't going to clap anyone off there that's for sure <laughs> <laughs> Ray what about you what, who, who, who do you think Sky voted the player of the match Player of the match, blimey! Uh, the band, about the bat, the brass band. <laughs> um, player of the match, come Bazuna. on, stick, stick your cards on the no. table. Not Bazuna. Um, Although he played well, actually. Yeah, yeah the the fellow that scored the the second goal, Gineppo or something. Giotto, yeah. yeah, you're the, the both guys are exactly right. This just shows you what years and years and years of watching football and being cynical about commentary. Gineppo was was the player of the match, according to um, obviously the player that scores the eye-catching goal. And uh, no matter what else he did in that game, which I didn't think was that much, um, he he was the uh, the man of the match. And so it ended. Uh, but but guys, um, you know something? In the midst of all of the trauma and all of the you know, the comments on Twitter. I, I, I'm going to ask Bernard this. Um, Bernard, if if we're going to lose a game at this point in the season, I'd rather it be in the EFL Cup than anywhere else. Because, I mean, we dominated that. We've won it four times. Who gives a crap about that competition anymore? Well, obviously really, not. Obviously, really, Pep, really. Obviously Pep, Pep doesn't anymore, that's for sure. Uh, Ray, does anyone really care? Is there any glory in winning the EFL Cup? Come on, come on, come on. Like, look, Mike, you sound like one of those entitled new fangled city supporters. <laughs> okay, you know, if 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 you're as old as Bernard and me, you you take everything you can. I still, you know, 
I loved it, uh, winning the League Cup. I love going down to Wembley uh, for the League Cup final. I, I, I've never been to the League Cup final and we've lost. You know, I, mm. I love it. Absolutely love it. You know, I have, I, I've lost. Hold, I've lost. Hold on a minute, Ray. We we were we were together at the uh, at Wembley in uh, 2019, yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I said. I've never been. I've been to Wembley six times for the League Cup final. Uh, we won each one. I'm not as old as Bernard, who went in what 1974 or something. 74, uh, yeah. Wolves, Beatles, yeah, yeah. Yeah, two one, weren't it? Yeah. Yeah. So well, well you know, guys, guys uh, despite what Ray's Ray, to me, so you know, well, into a few more games. Despite what Ray is saying, uh, guys, I, I know that you're not going to believe this. I know you're not going to believe this. When you look at my youthful, you know, handsome face, and you look at Ray, <laughs> there's actually only a year between us because I was born in September '69, and if I'm right, Ray was you born, born, you're born on a leap year, Mike. Is that what it is? <laughs> yeah, but I think that I think that Ray was born in '68. Am I wrong about that, Ray? I was born just before we lifted the title in '68. Uh, it wasn't there, but I was born in, in uh, May '68. Well, there you go. There's like you know, there's only a year uh, less than a year between us. Yeah, but, um, but it looks like it's uh, at least ten. Uh, I know, I know. Sorry about that, Ray. But uh, despite your performances on the rowing machine, you know, I've still got that <laughs> over you. Look, I meant the people still think I'm in my forties. Yeah, that's what we tell ourselves, isn't it? <laughs> people can't believe I'm in my fifties. Uh, well, guys, let, let's let's just um, just um, bring that game to an end and let it let it be forgotten, guys. Uh, and let's go on to talk about uh, the the next game. Uh, Bernard, let's talk about the derby. <laughs> yeah. And I, I know I know you've got a lot of thoughts, so let's hear them. Yeah, well, I've got a lot of thoughts. It's just that you know, it, I think there's a lot not negativity, but we're a bit we're a bit worried. I mean, if you look at the Etihad game, you know, we were I was I was fully confident that we were going to stuff them. Simple as that. We were far better. We were reasonably on fire at the time, and I was ultra confident. And uh, at this point in time, even though I think United fans should be fairly confident at least giving it a go, uh, they do seem to be giving us a bit more respect than I think we deserve. And long may that continue, because I think that'll be good for us if they do that. I think that will improve our chances no end. And yeah, I fully expect my guys mm -hmm. tomorrow to turn up, turn up and uh, play with passion. That's all we ever ask in a derby. Uh, if they can add a little bit of skill to that as well. Uh, all well and good, and of course I don't expect a similar performance to what we got at Southampton. I don't think any any City fan will, and um, you know we've got a great record at Old Trafford, and wh why not keep it up? Why not keep up? And uh, obviously this is a big challenge for United. This will tell them how far they've come, and hopefully by the end, by uh, what two thirty tomorrow afternoon, they wouldn't have come very far because we'll send them packing again. But uh, you've got to be realistic. You've got to be realistic and say City haven't been playing that well. So it could be could be a very, very interesting game from a neutral's point of view. Uh, and it could for me, for me personally, yes, it could end in a draw, which is no good. And it could also go either way. But I'm, I'm predicting a two one City win and I'll stick with that. Well, let's go over to Ray and ask Ray this question. We'll ask Bernard to comment on it as well. Do you sometimes wish, guys, you know, as old as we are, 
um, that we still have, apart from Phil Foden, that we still had a couple of players in our team in a derby that were like Mike Doyle and Franny Lee that hated their guts and was determined to die on the pitch to see them lose. What do you think, Ray? Absolutely. I mean, I th- obviously, I think that obviously the world, football's changed, the world's changed. We've got a lot more players who are here um, for the for the money and to win trophies, and they don't have you know a lot without wanting to uh, appear uh, unfavorable to them. You know, players from uh, abroad who don't who haven't been brought up here and steeped with the history of of uh, top flight or English football and the passion. That's an almost hatred that City fans have over uh, their red neighbours and vice versa. You know, you'd like more players to have the passion. But as I've said it before, we are slowly getting there. We've got, and obviously we've got uh, Phil Foden, we've got Cole Palmer there, we've got Gomez, who's a City fan, Al, uh, Alvarez, a City fan. So we're getting more of them coming through and uh, get a couple more local lads in. Um, it'd, be, it'd be great, you know. I'm, I'm sure Mbappe supported City as a kid. Um, so, it, it, <laughs> yeah, but like you say, no, it would be good to have a, f- a few more of them around. But, you know, you, you've got to get it across to the players how much this means. Then I don't think, you know, Pep talks about it, but he doesn't mean it because we've lost and we've, against United so many times, I'm putting limp. Uh, performances as well, far too often. Um, but you know, it, the minimum they've got to do is go out there and die on that pitch for the fans. That's the least we expect of them. Bernie, it would be so great, wouldn't it, if we if we had kind of reincarnations of people like um, Mike Doyle, or uh, like a really really fired up uh, Tommy Boo. They're really. Um, sort of a pissed off, pissed off version of uh, Neil Young um, in this particular uh, game. I'm not sure that we have that, but it would be great, wouldn't it? Yeah, I mean, obviously, you think about recent now, I mean, you think about players like John Stones, he's there usually up for it. Diaz would be up for it. I mean, there's two key players that are not available tomorrow that uh, have shown a lot of passion in derbies. Bernardo is the classic, isn't he? Bernardo doesn't, he wasn't brought up with the derbies, but we never seem to be lacking in passion from players like Bernardo on derby day. And I love it when he winds up the United players. And, you know, to, I can't, you know, I'd love it tomorrow if um, Phil Foden and Bernardo go into that corner and play and play the ball in the corner, uh, run, run time down and stuff like this. It'd be perfect. I, I can't envisage it tomorrow because I, th- I don't think, in, I think United are a little bit better than perhaps who we've slaughtered over the past few seasons. But yeah, there is passion, but it's a different type of passion. Of course, we'd love local players, but as Ray's saying, we've got we've got City fans in the team now. I think Harland will love it tomorrow. I think, uh, Mike, you've mentioned Harland and the fact he'll, he'll really enjoy this challenge tomorrow. Glory Hunter. <laughs> uh, let's just hope he gets a service uh, to actually, you know, and if we can do anything like we did at the Etihad. And yeah, it's not, it's not that long ago, is it? It's only, what, three months ago. Uh, so... Yeah, let's see a little bit of that. And uh, yeah, but I said I'll, I'll take a two-one rather than a six-three. But uh, any victory will be good. But yeah, the passion—the passion's not the same. But there, there are players there who, who will still uh, uh, 
bleed blue if, if, if the chances come, you know, if the options are there. So uh, I'm reasonably happy with the squad of players uh, that we've got. That they'll they'll put on a show for us and they will make the effort. And if if they don't and we get beat, then fair enough. Uh, there will be there will be an inquiry, won't the guys into 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 it very quickly after well, that, and we can all all have a go and the Pep can have a go at us, etc. etc. Well, there will certainly be an inquiry. Okay, so I think that Bernard has put his, has nailed his uh, blue colours to the mast, and he's going to say two one. I'm going to say three one. I'm going to say two goals for Erling Haaland. Um, but I think I think from what I heard earlier, Mister Bubbles has a slightly more uh, positive uh, take on what might happen uh, in that game. Yep, um, I I think City can't be shit forever. You know, we will <laughs> back back at some point. And we will spank somebody. And who better to spank than Man United? So I, I've gone for 5-1. I think Haaland will score at least a couple. I think United, United's defenders can't, and, and the rest of the team can't but help. Well, they can't forget what happened last time where they got absolutely battered. And with that, you know, it wasn't for two late goals, give them that little glimpse of respectability in a 6-3 scoreline. So, you know, they got absolutely smashed to smithereens last time. And I think that's got to be in the back of their minds. So, as Bernard said, if they give us a little bit too much respect, um, maybe we can use that, obviously take that and use it to our advantage uh, and uh, score a, a good number of goals. You know, there's no point going in there. I'm going to be nervous, absolutely. But there's no point going in there worried about it. You know, be positive. We are the best team in the country. Uh, and uh, when we're at it, and let's hope, you know, our players can p- pick themselves up and we can be at it uh, tomorrow. Uh, when I first heard Ray say that earlier when we were doing uh, something on Ray's channel, I just, when I heard that, it just, it made me feel so good. I was thinking, go on, son, go on, 5-1. That that would be uh, uh, beautiful. 6-1 would be even more um uh, you know, I thought that would was, be good. I, I was going to say 6-1, but I thought that would just be too corny. Uh, it would be. All right, guys, coming to the end of this podcast, we come to the final section, which won't last long. It's called AOB, any Ooh, other business, really any other business, any other business. Uh, guys, uh, anything else you want to talk about? I think that we should. Uh, Bernard has been running a really great commentary on his uh, website's about what's been going on in the Mendy trial. Now, I know that we don't like to talk about these things, guys, but uh, Bernard, um, it's all public now, so you don't need to worry about, you know, g- uh, giving your 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 kind of opinions. Um, will Mendy ever play for City again? And, and what, what do you think is going on there? I don't know the contra- contractual things. As far as contractual is concerned, he's, he's no longer with us, is he, Ray? He's no longer contract. Um, no, no. Oh, sorry, guys. His contract runs out in the summer. Sit, but City yeah. I mean, has uh, Yeah, I mean, his second court case is going to be in June and it's going to last <laughs> two to three weeks. So by the time it's <laughs> do, uh, whatever happens, whatever decision 
to say you've still got one count of rape and one count of sexual assault uh, to answer for, to stand trial for. So he's still got that over his head. Whatever happens, he, he won't be coming back to City, will he? He'll be a, he'll be a free agent too. And if uh, obviously, if you know, whatever, if, if he gets, you know, if he's released and uh, cleared, uh, found not guilty, uh, he will be, he will be a, a sort of free to go elsewhere, won't he? And I expect fully expect that to happen. Where he'll go, I have no idea. Uh, and obviously, vice versa. If it goes against him, he will have a, a, a punishment to punishments to pay. But uh, yeah, he'll, he'll never he'll never be in a city. He'll never come back to City again uh, uh, and play for City. There's no doubt about that. Uh, he'll, he'll be going uh, if he um, gets acquitted on the, the last two charges. Um, obviously, having the retrial set for June, um, he'll go off to Europe. I think his barrister said that you know there's yeah. nothing, there's no way he stays here. You know, it's a bit of both. There's a lot um, that you can talk about here, a lot to think about. Um, he was out of control in terms of his lifestyle, not just with, with women, but, you know, he was driving while drunk. He admitted that. He, he, he lived in a mess at home, and he used to run out of money. And this is a guy who was on 90 grand a week. Um, so he was, I, I think he was actually portrayed as a, sex mad out of control multimillionaire so um he did a lot of things wrong he didn't look after himself which uh, obviously he had the injuries which can have a negative impact and i think because he was injured and he couldn't train he went out partying more i mean that's what you do isn't it i'm sure when you you know when you get injured that's what you do so um there's no way he's gonna obviously stay at, at cities as i said his contract runs out this summer uh, he'll be gone, whatever happens. And, uh, you know, it, it's a sorry saga uh, about, about what's happened and some of the antics that they've got on CCTV that were shown in the court, a little bit unsavoury, some of the stuff he gets up to. He admits, you know, it wasn't his looks, it was the fact that he was a footballer. And young young ladies uh, liked the, the fact that he was a footballer and that was it. Um so it's an unedifying episode in his life. It's not over. It's unedifying for the link, obviously, to City because he obviously he's a, all the accusations happen whilst he was here. Um, but you know, uh, don't take this the wrong way. But after this summer, he's not our problem anymore. No. He's society's yeah. problem, uh, and you know he'll have to do whatever he can to rehabilitate himself overseas because you know how he's been portrayed and you know everything he's been described as. It's not he's not going to wipe the slate clean. It's going to stick with him forever. Yeah, I think that he won't appear in a city shirt again. It's, it's so disappointing in in many ways, guys, because he um he was um you know leading the social media with the whole shark team thing he was celebrating with our with our with our players when when he was injured but it's a, a i think a, an object lesson to all uh, young men out there i mean guys just be gentlemen and uh, you know look look at what happened to mendy and decide for yourself that you're not going to live your life like that anyway that that will that that will come out in june Apart from that particular point, guys, um, any other business uh, city-related that you can think of? I've, I've got one. 
Uh, I mean, it's 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 a bit uh, dubious on the City related, but I've got to mention it because it's Pep's favourite team, Barcelona. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you haven't heard uh, a song by Shakira about her ex-partner Gerard Piquet cheating on her, has broken. Oh yeah, uh, I saw it, something it's, like it's, that. Some controversial lyrics in that song, right? Yeah, it's called "Out of Your League." It's been watched more than sixty-three million times on YouTube in twenty-four hours. It's the most watched latin song in a 24 in a 24 hour period um and uh, yeah some of the <laughs> the lyrics are uh <laughs> i haven't got them in front of me they are, you know if you want you can go and have a look at those lyrics i found them quite okay well, well not funny but you know she feels wronged um and i think she calls herself a rolex and you know, he's out chasing casios um, you know, she's a Ferrari and, and he, you know, whatever he's doing um, obviously doesn't come close to what sh- who she is. So it's, it's I'm, I'm okay, I'll laugh about it a little bit, but, you know, it's, it's having a go. I'm um, basically having a go at PK. I've got a question for you guys. I've got a yeah. question. I want to finish with it. Uh, and uh, I, I think, uh, Mike, you'll get zero uh, in, uh, I, oh, I listen, listen to that confidence. Okay. Uh, well, you might get one out of three, but I think you'll get zero. I think uh, Bernard might get one or two. Okay. Yesterday, yesterday, uh, Joao Felix, kid that you know, we wanted, he had a great game up to a point for Chelsea in their defeat against Fulham. He got himself, himself sent off on his Premier League debut. I'll ask this question to Mike first. Okay. Which three City players were sent off on their Premier League debut for City? That's a fantastic question. Let me, let me, let me have a try. And I think you're, you're, you're probably right, uh, Ray. I'll probably get zero here. But I'm just going to go with it. I'm going to go with the odds. I'm going to go with the odds. I know okay, who you're going to say. By any chance, um, by any chance uh, Joey Barton. I knew you were going to say Joey Barton first. No. I knew you were going to say that. Okay. Then you're going to let struggle. Me try, let me try another one. Ben Thatcher. No. You've got one more guess. And one more guess. Sent off on his debut. Okay. I think, I've got, I, I think I'm going to get one here. I think I'm going to get one here. Um, I'm going to go for uh, Nicola Otamendi. No. None out of three. None out of three. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to move over to Bernard, who's had a little time to think about it. It's not easy. Yeah, I don't know how you think I'm going to get one or two, mate, to be honest with you. Um, if I get one, I'm, you Andy Morrison. No. No. Um, oh, wait, 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 wait. I've got one. I've got one. I've got one. I've got one. No, it's not your Ow. turn. Sorry? Michael Brown. Michael Brown got sent off in 1995 against QPR. Mm. That's well, the one I thought. Can I help Bernard a little bit? Can I give Bernard a few clues? Because I'm sure about this. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, no. Once Bernard's had a go, another go, I'll give you that chance to, to was get there one. A, just, just a little... Was there a, one of the Italian guy, a foreign guy? Um, oh, yes. Uh, Karadi, Bernardo Karadi, yeah, sent off yeah. against Chelsea in 2006. He got sent off in um, in a Manchester derby as well. Yeah, the last one. Go on. 
Mike, Mike did you know it? This. He's cheating. Yes, I, I know who it is. No, you can't know uh, who it is. He played one. He played one Premier League game for Manchester City against Everton in 2004 and got sent off. How on earth can you know who this is? Uh, okay, okay. <laughs> How on but earth I, can I, you know? I, I, I seem to remember a player <laughs> that we uh, a player that we signed uh, from the Portuguese league, a big muscular defender that we thought was going to be our answer uh, to our centre-back uh, situation that turned Wilson out to be Madonna. a flop. He, play, he, he played a fantastic game against Chelsea in his first game. No, you're wrong. But he got sent off, though. He got No, it's a player who got sent off on his Premier League debut. Oh, okay, he was a French okay. player. He was a French player. But he played in midfield. A French player that played in midfield. Okay. Um, he played six times for Manchester City in the four seasons, mm. that three or four seasons that he was here. He had one goal, but he only played, I think, one Premier League. He played in the Premier League once. We sent him out on loan to Coventry, where he played once. And then he went off to Standard Liège. This is not easy. He came, and, and I don't even think this is hell, he came from Chalois. Charleroi. Charleroi. It's okay. not good. It's, 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 I feel I should know it, but I have, I, it's not coming to me at all. Uh, Lo- well, not, actually, not, something, not something, Lauren. Uh, um, he's, he played for City in the UEFA Cup against the New Saints. I'll even tell you the year. Uh, that would have been back in the early 2000s. And he scored... Was it Laurent Charvet? No. It was actually better in the, uh, in the reserve side. He got nine in 19. No, put, put us out of our misery. I need to get to bed at some stage. <laughs> uh, Christian. Nigi. Christian. I thought you were going to say it there, Bernard. Yeah, it's a funny name. Nigi. 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 Yeah, yeah. But the Christian thing is, Nguye. it's not NG, it's NEG, so it's like Neguai. I'm not sure yeah, it's Neguai. Yeah, um, yeah there's not many yeah, like Christians play for City, so he was the first one who came to mind. Yeah, yeah. So Okay, uh, yeah. Uh, okay. I, I, I totally respect that, Ray, but did it? was it not the case that uh, Mangala got, uh, scored an own no. goal and got sent off on his debut? No. <laughs> Okay, it wasn't the. I'm going I'm, I'm to have to check that out because I remember that was very clearly. Chelsea game was was the Chelsea game when he made his debut. Was that I thought or was that just one of his early first that games? Bernard, Bernard, do you do you not remember a game where Mangala scored an own goal and got sent off? Not not particular. Not a fan. No. I, I I'm going to have to get back to you guys on this. Uh, this is in my <laughs> research notes. Seriously. Okay, okay, oh, Ray. You, 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 you did it. You did us Mike, up like Mike, a kipper. Mike, Mike, Mike. His debut, okay, was that Chelsea game when we drew one all. Okay? Yeah, when he, he, he had Foster in his pocket, didn't he? Okay, yeah. and I'm just reading some notes. His performance was described by BBC, BBC Sport as colossal. Colossal. Yeah, well, we, we, thought, now, we thought a cracking centre half, didn't yeah. we? 
six days later, he got an own goal, gave away a penalty. <laughs> we lost 2 0 against Hull. Uh, well, well, okay, okay, Ray. Let me just before we finish, let me counter with something else. Um, which English player playing in Spain um, did what I just described that Mangala did? Scored no goal and got sent off. Now I'll give you a clue. He used to play for uh, Leeds. He is now a commentator. And uh, he was charged with the 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 um, Boyer. No, not not oh, him. Woodgate. Jonathan Woodgate. John, Jonathan Woodgate. When he first started for Real Madrid, yeah, he got he um, scored I, he, he scored no goal and got sent off. Mike, within two months of start playing for City, he was sent off for two yellow cards at City Beach at Southampton three 0 away. I mean, we have to mention that blooming Southampton, don't we? Again. Mm-hmm. Like, well, I think that proves that, um, guys, don't put your money money on bolt from the blue in any kind of pub team uh, quiz. Um, that was a uh, hard um, quiz. That was a very hard one. But thank you very much. I th- th- That was uh, very, very interesting. Guys, let's wind it up here. It's uh, It's been 78 minutes. We're not quite at the 90 minutes, but we'll finish off here. And we hope that uh, whets yeah. your appetite a little bit for the game against Man United. Um, and... Um, we are so grateful that you are fans of Bolt from the Blue. Let's have some final thoughts and then we'll wrap it up. Final thoughts. Bernard Deneen, final thoughts for City fans uh, going into yes. tomorrow's game. Yeah, it's always nervy. It'll be a nervy day. A nervy watching that tomorrow, of course. Uh, trying to get a ticket for that game these days is nigh impossible, I think. I think once you give all the corporates out, I think there's about 800 tickets get distributed to fans, so I believe that's what I've heard. So it's never fun watching it on the telly or watching it on your phone or however way you're going to watch it. And, uh, yeah, let's hope we get through it because uh, we've got another big game on Thursday against Tottenham, of course, another one of our so-called bogey teams. I'm not convinced about that, but if we can stuff United and stuff Tottenham, uh, happy days. Um, Ray, I think um, Howard Hawking, one of the 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 the, the great city fans that uh, does his pod, says that he hates he hates watching these games. He can't get any enjoyment out of it until he sees the result. Are you the same? Probably am. Probably am. You know, um, because I always worry that even when we're doing well, that they're going to come back. Um, even that's that six one where we beat them um, at their place in twenty eleven, I think it was. When they came back to it, was it three one? Started worrying. <laughs> <laughs> but then it did get a bit easier because I remember the season we beat them four one. We were three 0 up at half time. Now we scored early in the second half. Um, you know, within fifty minutes we were four 0 up. I knew we were going to win that one. So there's been a few. It has got easier, but any time when you're only two goals up, I'm worried. Even three goals up, I'm worried. It's not until we... Honestly, it won't be until we score our fourth and fifth tomorrow that I'll be able to relax. All right. Well, those were good final thoughts. Just a quick shout-out for um, uh, Mark McCarthy, who's at this present time sending me over my second Nasri shirt, which will which will make my, my room look a little bit like, um, like Bernard's if... If you could see well, Bernard's well, room yeah, right now, you can see all of the shirts behind him. That, that big, you'll be able to use it as a tent, won't you, Mike? <laughs> anyway, guys, thank you very it'll much for listening. Per- it'll fit in perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I'll tell you what, those shirts are a wee bit too small for me. Um, I have to say. 
Anyway, guys, let's leave it here. Uh, we'll be right back with you after that game. I can promise you there'll be no stopping uh, Bernard and Ray coming on to give their opinions on what happened in that game. But we'll finish off here in the normal way by saying, guys, have one on us. And up the blues. Up the blues. <laughs>